Oh, just a couple of minutes into the recording before I start talking, start butchering things up. But uh, there's no better place to start than at the beginning. So with that said, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever this podcast may find you. It is I, as always, Gavin, and we are missing a Justin this time. Well, actually, to be fair... I'm the one that's missing. <laughs> uh, uh, it is Sunday on the days that we normally record. I am actually not in Syracuse, and I'm actually not even in Utah. I am actually uh, up in Sun Valley, where I have been uh, watching and, uh, well, my involvement, I'm not involved with. I've just been spectating various aspects of the Sun Valley Tour de Force, which is where they closed down a road. Uh, just north of Ketchum, Idaho. Excuse me. Uh, they closed down this road. Uh, you know, the city of Ketchum does. And uh, a bunch of supercars do top speed runs in it, on it. So that's super cool to see. Um, I have been here once before uh, with my good friend and photographer and confidant, um, Andrew Jackson, uh, he and I met in 2018. Uh, we've been on, you know, countless, you know, photo or video projects uh, over the years and spent a bunch of time, you know, editing together, you know, coffee shops and things like that. So um, his girlfriend is from here uh, in Sun Valley, born and raised, and uh, her mom still lives here and her grandmother also still live here. So, um in 2019, we uh, Andrew and I actually uh, crashed at uh, at Noel, who uh, she's the mom, um, crashed in Noel's place. And uh, this time around, we actually got to crash in Teeny's basement. Teeny is the grandmother, so um, yeah. And this place is just off the chain as far as like proximity to things and where we need to be. It's just it, it, Ketchum is already a small town, but um, we are in the center of the small town. Like everything's just a, a super short walk away. So that's always awesome. I uh, don't have to worry about parking <laughs> generally. So that's always great, especially being, you know, myself spending the last eight years in Salt Lake City. I definitely appreciate this aspect of Ketchum. So, uh, but yeah, what's been going on? Um, so I decided to take my own little personal Northern Grand Tour. Uh, I took a few days off work, and I started on – so today's Sunday. I started this trip on Wednesday, and I uh, drove north uh, from Salt Lake to Boise where uh, Andrew and uh, his girlfriend Gigi live, and uh, I crashed at their place overnight. And uh, the next day, I took the scenic route. Uh, it's always you know recommended to take the scenic route to already scenic places. Because you get to drive through more scenery. <laughs> I didn't want to take the easy way or the, you know, quicker or more direct way to Sun Valley for this uh, the year, this year's tour de force. What I wanted to actually do was uh, take this road that cuts through the Sawtooth Mountain Range, which is on the north side of Ketchum and Sun Valley. So um, I have to be honest, I was inspired by one of the uh, many road trip films from Gears and Gasoline. If you don't know who they are or if you've heard of them but don't follow their channel, might I suggest that you give it a go. They have 
incredibly cinematic road trip films with, you know, it's the, very much buddy films. Um, the one that inspired me was when uh, they took two FD generations, that's what the third gen uh, RX-7, and uh, they did a road trip through all, 50, all 48 of the continental United States. So, um, and when they went through Idaho, they went through this section of road, and it is absolutely spectacular. Um, the door-to-door of, uh, you know, from Boise into Sun Valley, if you're taking this route, is 195 miles. And many of those miles are squiggly. Um, some parts remind me of Angeles Crest. Uh, some parts remind me of, you know, driving just in the Pacific Northwest, like kind of uh, by like Mount Rainier. Some places kind of remind me just of like Big Cottonwood Canyon in Salt Lake City. Um, it was really cool. It was really, really cool, especially the section where, and most of, of this road actually you are following the river and that's something i've always wanted to do because mo most of like the creek roads or the river roads that we have in utah yes the ro the road runs kind of next to the river but it's like definitely elevated from the river and there are sections on this road where you are just down at the bottom of this valley following this river up you know uphill um it, it's a really cool experience and like the the canyon kind of gets narrower progressively narrower and narrower and narrower so uh that's that was really cool uh to to experience um but that's only on the first kind of leg the second leg there's some more open kind of more straight away um there actually was a little bit of construction on this road which makes sense there, there were there was kind of cracked up in a little in in, a, in some places and please forgive me, it is, you know, 9.30 on a Sunday when we've been running and gunning. So if my words are not coming out as intended, my apologies. But, um, yeah, the row was cracked up a little bit. Um, there were some imperfections in the row that kind of had to dart around. Um, there were places to overtake people safely, which was really great. And some people even pulled over, uh, which was awesome. If you are one of those people, if you're the kind of person that... You see a hot hatch, you know, kind of up your trumpet. I was taking it easy this time, but um, they're still a present, you know. Um, if you're one of those people, you know, God bless you. I super appreciate <laughs> people that actually pay attention and get out of the way. Um, but then there were also just times where it was so beautiful with the, the way the light was hitting the trees and the mountains in the background and all that stuff, you know. I'm not one to very often put the cruise control on in a canyon road and just drive the speed limit, but um, it definitely lends itself to just taking in the beauty. And I, it's not something I do very much, but I'm glad I did. Um, but uh, the road continues up, and uh, it kind of you kind of rise above to this clearing where, in the distance, off to your right, you see the backside of the sawtooths and. They call them sawtooths for a reason. We don't really have uh, jagged-edged mountain ranges in Utah, really. A lot of our stuff is more smooth and progressive, especially the stuff in Park City. Um, it's great that we have the ski runs and all that stuff up there, but as far as something to look at that's you know an aesthetic like that, it's not that extreme. Um, but driving up through Stanley and... Uh, that whole area, I mean, I had to stop a couple of times uh, and take photos with my phone. Um, 
there wasn't a whole lot of digital photography happening on my end while I was up here. Um, I was mostly shooting on um, my Canon uh, with what's called an FT. Uh, that's a that's a camera that was made between 1967 and 1972. So it's an old school, fully mechanical film camera. Um, there's that, and I also brought my Polaroid, which was also a lot of fun, um, especially with just the crazy lighting and the funny thing about Polaroids, actually. And I learned that on this on this trip, when it's hot outside, um, when the when the camera spits out the photo. That temperature, when it hits the photo before it's developed, has such a massive effect on how, like, the look of the photo when it comes out. And so, a lot of my stuff from this trip has come out like, you know, really warm, orangey. I mean, it looks, it's all super vintage vibe. But, um, yeah, it's just kind of funny to see how that all uh, affects the, the images. But, uh, I'm, I am kind of rambling on this one. I hope, uh, people enjoy this if there's any other time that i'm out of town and that i can take a more mobile uh podcast setup and if people somewhat enjoy this then uh, i'll happily take it so uh yeah what what else to get into we stopped at uh redfish lake which is at the at the sawtooths um and yeah i mean everything there i mean i'm a mountain boy okay i born and raised in park city um, always in the outdoors, always, you know, in the winter is skiing and the summer is mountain biking and golf and, um, always in the outdoors and always kind of taking in, you know, natural beauty and, and even not just in my hometown, but, um, going on vacations, you know, for vacations, my parents and I, we never went to Disneyland. We never went to SeaWorld. We never went to any of that kind of, uh, I'm trying to think of a kind way to put this. Um, it's just prefabricated, right? Um, everything is kind of man-made and exists, and is there's a catered experience to be had there. At least that's my understanding. I've still never been. Um, but when I was a kid, my parents and I would throw the camping gear in, like, our old Pathfinder, um, and we'd head down to Moab. We'd go down to Capitol Reef. We'd go to Zion. We would spend as much time outdoors, you know, as possible and always taking in beautiful scenery and nature and uh, having that kind of engagement with that. And so having all of that experience and even the mountains that I've experienced in uh, in the French Alps, like th this definitely reminded me of that. Um, we don't get to see that, you know, jagged edges that that often here in the States, um, unless if you live in like Jackson Hole and you can see the Tetons. Um so that was a really surreal experience, and uh, I can't. But honestly, I'm if next time I come up to Sun Valley, if and when I ever do, I'm not going the direct route. There's just no. I I don't see the incentive to do that, <laughs> especially if I have like a fun little car. I I took my Fiesta on this trip, and uh, yeah. I, I so when I left Boise, actually, um, my buddy Andrew got. Uh, I I took him. And uh, his girlfriend came up uh, a, few, a couple days later to join us. But, uh, yeah, swallowed both Andrew and myself and all of our, you know, bags and gear and uh, did so with, with ease. It was, it was fantastic. Uh, there, I don't see a reason to take the normal way up to Sun Valley, from Salt Lake at least, uh, from here on out. So, 
Um, so Sun Valley Tour de Force. Um, I've, this is my second year. The first year I came here was in 2019. Um, that was kind of a whirlwind experience as well. I came up with Andrew and our good buddy Jeremy Foster, Salt City Cars, uh, on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, that, that, that was the first time. Um, that was a whirlwind trip for me because I'd just come off of a family reunion um, in Michigan. So, like, the day my plane landed in Salt Lake, I, like, I think I got a haircut, and then, like, Andrew picked me up. It was, like, that quick. And so we uh, drove up to Sun Valley in his, at the time, super, super mint Lexus LS400. It had, like, 80,000 miles on it. Uh, maybe a little bit more at that point, but, you know, it was minty fresh. And so, um, yeah, we we came up here and stayed with um, Gigi's mom, and, and she's in Haley, so she's like a little 15-minute commute into Sun Valley. Um, and that was kind of, that was a really eye-opening experience, even for someone like me who has been known to surround myself with supercars. Like, it's, it's kind of crazy just to see supercars just stuck in traffic um yeah just just seeing them stuck in like either stuck in or part of the traffic or just driving around kind of doing their own thing i mean even the times that we've gone to la that justin and i've gone to la like we'll see like you know a gt2 or um older porsches or um the occasional lambo or you know aston martin like a db11 or something um but seeing and like being in a small ski town, like a really small ski town, uh, th this this town is the place that like everyone kind of knows everyone's business. It really, really is. Um, but seeing you know th this influx of supercars come in and just driving around or hard parked, um, Andrew and I were gonna go photo uh, car, car spotting one night, and uh, from where we're staying, it was like maybe 60 seconds before we just stumbled upon a McLaren SLR. <laughs> that that Mercedes SLR McLaren from the mid-2000s. Like, huh, oh, <laughs> oh, that's here. Okay, cool. Um, and, like, they did a run at, at the uh, at the Tour de Force, and they were they were at the thing in the morning. And um, But, yeah, it is a pretty crazy experience seeing all that uh, kind of come to fruition. Um and so, t Tour de Force, okay. Like I was saying earlier, they closed down a section of road called Phantom Hill. It's uh, just on the north side of Ketchum. And they, you know, supercars do, they'll go as fast as they can. And there's actually a, um, a driver meeting where they discuss the road surfacing. And there is a long sweeping bend where they tell you where to, you know, give a slight amount of lift off just so you can stay planted and you can carry as much speed um, and rocket down the straightaway that's after that bend. And the first year that Andrew and I came, um, the previous record before that was like 253 miles an hour in a Bugatti Veyron. It's going to be some variant of the, of the Veyron. I don't know if it's like the SS or something like that, or Vitesse, or I, I don't know. Um, I wasn't there for that, but... Um, there was a white uh, Bugatti Chiron that broke that record by 10 miles an hour. <laughs> so 260 some odd, I think it's 263, I think was the record uh, held by the Bugatti, which is like 
so mind-boggling to do that on any sort of public road. And then for those that have actually been through Sun Valley, for people that have been through Ketchum and driven up into the Sawtooths, you know, you know the road quality surface or road surface quality, sorry, um, and how good it isn't. <laughs> this is definitely a situation where you drive on this and you think to yourself, there, how who looked at this and thought oh yeah this is we can totally pull off 200 plus here there are like a bunch of just like divots and cracks and camber changes um on that road it's it's mind-boggling how, how people can kind of get away with that but um people do people do people were i think the the, the bugattis were not here this year um the fastest that i heard of if I'm not mistaken, I think it there was a modified 992 Turbo S. It was like a Miami, or no, it was like a Shark Blue. Um, and that did, I want to say, is 217, I think, which is also insane. Just getting that out of the 992 platform, like that's that's super cool, especially on a public road. Um, that that makes me happy at least. Uh, there was a seven six five LT uh, that was running as well. That I think that's not far behind, uh, if at all. So um, that that was really fascinating to see. That I mean, the nine nine two at one point I was told came around one of the sweeping bend that Andrew and I were on um, at like a hundred and eighty nine miles an hour, which is like what? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, for some people that go to the Limitless event uh, in Utah, that is their top speed, <laughs> and uh, they had more to go. So that that's really that's awesome to see. Um, but there are multiple aspects to the Tour de Force. Um, it's not just the supercar runs, even though that's kind of the the main event. But there is actually a um, a car show that happens in Sun Valley. Um, the, when Andrew and I came in 2019, they actually shut down a couple blocks in, uh, in Ketchum on one of the, uh, not the main street, but one of the side streets where there's like a shopping center and the pavilion and like a nice little hangout area. And, uh, they closed all that down and cars were roped off and, uh, it was a really cool vibe, like being in, like getting the town in on it, um, being a part of or being in an event where the town itself like throws kind of everything at it and fully encapsulates and embraces the event um, and incorporates it into the town, it's really cool. I mean, seeing that with concerts, it's really cool. I, I saw um, pop punk band and Berlin play at Utah State in 2012, and like the same thing, like they closed down the seventh north. Uh, intersection and they closed ev everything down and they had the stage up and it was super it was a super great time um seeing that with the car show is also like really really cool uh park city has done that with mustangs and um like there's like a mustang show and a ford show uh when i was growing up and that was always really cool to go see so seeing sun valley do that with tour de force is awesome um this year not the same i think this started either last year i don't i can't remember if they did it in 2020 um, they definitely did this last year um, uh, where they didn't have it in the town. There's actually like a some like meadow or something, some like open park. Excuse me. Uh, that's kind of up by uh, 
it's closer to actual Sun Valley. And we had some qualms with it. I, I have some notes. Um, sure, it's on grass and it's cooler on grass, but um, the cars definitely seem more cramped together. We miss having the, the city kind of being in on it vibe. Um, it just kind of felt, it felt a little disconnected to me. Um, I think you re you really miss something when you cut off that tie of, you know, Ketchum uh, and their involvement with the show. Because, it, I mean, that's also paying back to the community. If you have the car show in town, I mean, everyone who lives in, in Ketchum that's from Ketchum or Sun Valley um, or, even, uh, or even Haley, when you have it in the town, it feels like... Before before the car show, you just have these cars running around, and it's kind of madness. And people kind of just have to tolerate it for a few days, and they have to put up with it. Uh, similar to you know the Sundance Film Festival with Park City, um, but with the car show, to me that feels like a sense of resolve and a sense of like release of everything because that it's the car show. In, in the evening, and then tomorrow morning, or the next morning, at 7 a.m., people are starting to, like, load up and do runs, um, you know, that's away from town. So that seems like a really good send-off and a really good uh, sense of release, I would think, uh, for the organizers of Sun Valley Tour de Force. Um, I don't know if anything changed. I don't know if there was anything logistically or anything behind the scenes that changed, or they just wanted to you know, make a change for the purpose of, you know, evolving. I, I don't know. Um, I personally disagree with it, but I'm also not the person making the call. <laughs> I just come here sometimes. So, um, yeah, I mean, I could keep going. We're at, what, 20-plus minutes? Um, what else do I want to talk about? What What is cool? In the morning, uh, the morning of the car show, um, there they have what they call like the tech inspections. Um, the cars get washed and detailed, and this is all at the uh, Sun Valley Auto Club, which is actually down in Haley, um, kind of by the airport. And what's really cool um, there is you get to see everything that's gonna get run, but it's not a car show setting. You don't have people at least hundreds of people swarming around you and constantly getting in your shot or getting in the way or bumping into each other or whatever. Um, there was a, uh, there was a Pagani, uh, Huayra BC roadster that was there, uh, which was really incredible to behold. Never, never seen a BC. Um, the only other Pagani I've actually really had, uh, involvement with, uh, was on the North Face Rally, which was, a, a as of this recording, roughly six years ago, um, where there was, like, a one-of-one. One. It was called The King. It had, like, this interesting carbon fiber and also red and cream motif to it. Um, it's not how I would spec a Huayra, but I, I'm not a billionaire, so um, I can't really say. Uh, I definitely dug the, the BC Roadster way more. Uh, that thing was super rad. Um, 
yeah. So that was there. The SLR McLaren was there. The singer that was re- that debuted in 2019 was there along with another singer. Um, McLaren was there with their uh, Artura, which was kind of cool to see. And in a similar or same color orange was a 600LT that actually drove up from Utah. Is actually a local guy, which is really cool to see. Uh, they ran like a 204, I think, a 204 or 206, like in, in the mid 200s, which is really cool to see. Um, what else was going on? I mean, yeah, we were, it was just shooting the shit and, um, I, I bought it a sign, um, that if the next time we do a video podcast, you'll see it. Um, it's a no speed limit sign in the shape of a speed limit sign, <laughs> um, which is kind of cool. Um, what else was? Oh, well, the other funny thing, and I, I probably discussed this the last uh, time we had a podcast and also did Sun Valley Tour de Force. Um, there is a graveyard of 964 Generation 911s there. Um, that. Okay, so it was explained to me better by someone who works there. Sun Valley Auto Club sources, you know, either project or rundown or broken or just, you know, rolling shell or whatever chassis or, you know, examples of 964 911s. I don't know what the actual agreement is in between them and Singer, but Singer... Uh, uses Sun Valley Auto Club, uh, they kind of use those cars as a uh, a menu. Think of it as a menu where, okay, say I have all the money. I Say I'm richer than God, right? And I finally want a Singer 911. Um, I believe I can contact Singer. And, you know, if there's someone that's listening to this that knows better, if I'm either forgetting or if there's explained not quite right, or if I took the information wrong, please correct me. I would like to know the ins and outs of this. But if I approach Singer, Singer can say, these are the cars that are available. Um, which one do you want? Because there were, like, convertibles. There were Targas. Um, actually, no, was there a Targa? I can't remember. Probably not. Um, but this is where this is the place where you see, like, examples of, like, two-wheel drive Tiptronic 964s. Yeah, Tiptronic goes that far back. (laughs) Um, You can see examples of that. You can see manual two-wheel drive, manual four-wheel drive 964s, um, you know, coupe, cabrio, like any kind of combination. Um, And then I guess either you or Singer kind of sorts out the shipping because then those are shipped down to L.A., where um, they Singer does their thing. They deconstruct every single aspect of that car and, you know, build the rest of it with, you know, art in mind, which is really, really cool. Um, I mean, we all, if you're listening to this, you know what Singer is. So, I, I, yeah, I got to see the Singer graveyard, um, which is – I've seen it before. Um, it's not a haunting experience necessarily, but it's like, okay, these are – these things are not alive right now, but they will be hopefully soon. So, um, as a kid that had a 964 in the family when I was growing up, um, seeing that is always just kind of surreal, especially seeing one that's like a, at least a similar color to what my dad had. <laughs> it's like, oh, 
I wonder if that's the car. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Anyways, um, I actually need to get ready soon because we're going to go get brunch. So that actually might be a good place to end this. Um, if you are still, by the grace of God, still listening, um, thank you so much. Uh, genuinely appreciate it. Um, this has been the Exhibition of Speed podcast. I have and still am and will probably continue to be Gavin. Um, if you would like to bu- support this, you know, shit show, uh, we have merch. We have, uh, I'm actually still wearing our t-shirt right now. Um, we have a t-shirt, we have a, a couple of hats, we have stickers. Um, fall will be coming and I need to get on it for a, uh, a hoodie design because hoodies, I mean, you can wear those th- from fall through winter into spring even. That's actually probably going to be the most versatile, uh, apparel product that we would have so gotta get on that um yeah and i get to drive my fiesta home i'm gonna take the boring way back because i just want to get back home and uh you know today (laughs) because i work tomorrow um i kind of just want to get home so um thank you all for listening um hopefully the audio from this sounds good this is the first time really getting into it with my uh my mobile unit we'll call it so um yeah i'll uh, see you around uh next time we'll be with justin and uh everything will be more or less back to normal but until then i've been gavin and this has been the exhibition of speed podcast goodbye